This is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. We're hearing lots of stories of backlash since the Wuhan China coronavirus impacted the world. Looking around air cargo, however, to sense the mood, whilst cancellations of flights and services has surely impacted trade shows and quick two-day publication-sponsored events all over Asia, at least, we detect no lack of heart or sympathy for the plight of people in China right now. Just this week, Qatar Airways volunteered free air cargo transportation for medical relief aid organized by Chinese embassies and consulates worldwide to fight the coronavirus emergency. The country's national carrier has aims to independently donate millions of medical-grade masks and sanitation bottles to areas in China most urgently in need. Medical supplies donated by Chinese communities worldwide will be flown by Qatar Airways freighters through its global network of 170 destinations to its China cargo gateways in Shanghai, Guangzhou, Hong Kong, and Macau. Qatar Airways Cargo delivered the first batch of critical medical relief to Shanghai on the 2nd of February. The shipment included 100,000 medical-grade N95 respiratory masks and 2,700 medical-grade disposable latex gloves, providing essential protection to healthcare professionals working around the clock at hospitals in Hubei province, the epicenter of the virus. Meantime, in Japan, flags read, cheer up Wuhan, as they were pasted on shopping districts in Osaka, Japan, and at the Daiku Wharf in Yokohama. The number of people and the patients who have been infected by NCP has reached epic proportions, although there are some reports that things are starting to level out. Let's face it, everybody had hoped that 2020 would carry forward the signs of recovery that glimmered a bit in December. Now those hopes have been dimmed by the uncertainty of the coronavirus pandemic, which has been described by some, including former U.S. presidential advisor Stephen K. Bannon, as China's Chernobyl. Flying Talkers 2020 is brought to you by the people of ATC, simply the best GSSA in the transportation business. ATC today delivers the global airline cargo business the fastest growing, most respected general service and sales organization in the world. ATC Can Do Difference creates for all ideal situations designed by people working together to win. To discover what ATC can bring to your business anywhere in the world, contact HQ at ATC-Aviation.com or take a look and reach out at www.ATC-Aviation.com or you can call at 490-6969-80530. ATC, one world one global air cargo GSSA.
So now, as the world braces for what's next, the spreading epidemic just over the past weekend saw China receiving some more U.S. airlifted tons of medical supplies, while aircraft and crew from notable from Kalita Airways, B-747, with crews in biohazard masks, continue lifting American citizens out of China. Comparison to the China SARS epidemic of 2003 might be made medically in terms of proper action, but seem meaningless on the world economic stage, at least because in 23, China GDP was $1.5 trillion, and today that number reportedly has reached 19 trillion or 17 trillion U.S., making it the biggest economic machine in the world. That number, by the way, is in question that comparison to U.S. As a think group, the conversation points out saying China's GDP measured at market exchange rates is only U.S. 9 trillion, a bit more than half of that of the USA. But look, that's just that's just some numbers perhaps in this face of this crisis are meaningless that so we mention them and uh, we move forward to say the point that what happens in China is going to touch everybody. This is a world market leader, world market player as never before. Total GDP numbers up or down, no longer in doubt. And also no doubt true numbers of people suffering in China right now are being suppressed by the government there. Once again, Hong Kong is noted for its upfront dealing with a mainland China-driven situation, having closed all access to the mainland save a single highway. No one can doubt the courage and the brilliance of the Chinese people. I mean, example, Dr. Li Wenglang, who first realized and warned people about the Wuhan virus, was thrown in jail as a whistleblower, and then once released from lockup, went back to help others and died about a week or so ago in that effort. That man should be considered for some kind of global humanitarian award. Save that for later. But let's not forget the brilliance of these people suffering under impossible situation. So while things may get worse in China before they get better, and as the world watches and waits, we look for some information of how Air Cargo feels about things right now in the second week of the second month of the year 2020. Of special interest are travel plans of Air Cargo stakeholders during a year when a random temperature check of people connecting and moving through any airport might be cause for a two-week incarceration at an airport or a military location or even the cabin of a luxury liner. Flying Typers spoke to some leading people in our business to try and catch the mood of the industry right now. Ingo Zimmer, ATC CEO, continues, he says, with few interruptions, quote, due to the decreased capacity from canceled passenger flight schedules, we are planning extra freight or charter flights to accommodate the demand when Chinese industry begins producing again in a few days past the middle of February. Of course, some travel plans have been curtailed, including meetings I planned for China in early February, of course, that were all already canceled. However, my travel plans are unchanged. Air Cargo India in February, WCS in Istanbul, Intermodal Sao Paulo, 
in, in Brazil coming up, ACF in Miami, and Air Cargo China in June are still on the ATC trade show list. Ingo Zimmer of fast rising ATC GSSA told Flying Talkers. Lionel Smith is a good barometer of things going on in Dubai cargo. Lionel, an old-fashioned hand in the logistics business across the region for the past couple of decades, is the managing director of ACI, located in Dubai Logistics City. This is what he said. Now with the novel coronavirus spreading as a global pandemic, with increasing deaths reported during the past week and thousands infected all over China and cases of infection reported in more than 31 countries, there is huge cause for concern for trade and transportation, Lionel warned. The Wuhan virus will be felt in manufacturing, which will affect transportation sector. The hospitality industry, aviation airlines, in particular with their passenger numbers and revenues, are also taking a hit. Retail, of course, is also in the crosshairs of the pandemic. Lionel said that China coronavirus is creating unemployment and having huge financial impact during the next few quarters while the world searches for a cure. In the UAE, we're going ahead, however, at this point with Expo 2020, which will take place in Dubai from October 20th, 2020 and run until April 20th, 2021. This event, Lionel said, should stimulate and ignite further growth domestically for the logistics community, hospitality sector, retail, transportation, and all business sector here, Lionel declared. Expectations are high as the Expo Committee are gearing up to receive 25 million visitors at the event. Well, good luck to them, as Lionel concludes saying, on a very positive note, ACI, our company, has just registered a company in USA with local partners. Our offices will be based out of Virginia when we get underway, Lionel concluded. Well, that's good news for them. Now the view from Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport from Elliot Page, who's the marketing director down there. He said, we're conducting studies to determine what our recovery time might be using the SARS outbreak as our marker, he said. He's the director of air services development at HJIA. We've spoken to some airlines that are doing similar studies and are also talking to stakeholders in the trade and cargo community to determine the best course of action. Much depends, Elliot Page said, on how fast the WHO and CDC can find solutions with the Chinese and global governments such as they can to resolve the situation soon. Meanwhile, at HJIA, we continue to build state-of-the-art facilities and add new technologies to ensure we can support a fast rise in trade growth after the event. I think we act like we should in any downturn. You minimize loss during the downturn and prepare to capture as much success as we can from the coming economic boom. 
Once we start opening airspace, we suspect there'll be greater procedures regarding human health that would be required to protect aircraft and cargo. WTO, WCO, and IATA should devise a task force with major governments to develop efficient human health procedures that will allow trade to continue, even minimally, despite these outbreaks, Elliot Page suggests. The problem is totally closing a country with an outbreak can be counterproductive, as suggested by the WHO, because they may need help from other countries to bring in supplies, medication, and other important necessities to help the population. Not to mention people will still move, albeit now, without surveillance. Closed borders means this country may be left to deal with a pandemic on its own. However, Elliot said, opening airspace has to be done in a safe way to prevent further spreading, and health procedures have to be used, crowd surveillance technology for cargo, and other needed necessities for the airports to keep track of things. My team and I have altered our travel plans, Elliot said. That's unfortunate, but there are understandable times going on now, safety requirements from our own health authorities, both for us and our colleagues. I've canceled trade shows I planned for China in 2020. They're off the table. I hope to reconnect full force in 2021 because China is still our second largest trading partner and trade between our two countries is not going to evaporate, Elliot Page told Flying Talkers. But signs of hope are everywhere. Air Cargo, as we all know, delivers the world. Here, Here's some supplies and masks and Things being prepared by Japan Youth Movement in Tokyo just this week. And you're looking at the boxes, and the boxes have a poem in Chinese that says, Wind and moon are under the same sky, however living in different places. That's an old Chinese poem lovingly put on a whole shipment of boxes on each box. It's being sent to China, to people in China that are suffering. Meanwhile, over in the cargo area of Norman Mineta San Jose International Airport, scores of people, including folks from the Gracious Life Foundation, are checking and sealing cardboard boxes containing medical supplies, including protective gloves and clothing, face masks, hand sanitizers, and other items for air shipment to China to aid in the stemming coronavirus outbreak. Signs of hope are here. Help is on its way. This is Air Cargo in 2020. Well, I was going to read some numbers, but I guess most of us already know what the numbers look like and certainly know what the numbers from last year look like. After all, we're midway through the month of February and who isn't watching the bottom line? I do have a quote that uh, you might be interested in hearing. It came from uh, the uh, Alexander Dejuniak, the Director General of uh, IATA. He said 2020 will be another challenging year for the air cargo business. You know, I th- wish just for once IATA would tell us something we don't already know. 
But I thought I'd close today's broadcast with something kind of sweet. It's Valentine's Day almost everywhere in the world. So we sent out this love letter that came from our executive editor, Flossie Aaron, to uh, to Qatar Airways. We flew on Qatar recently to Pakistan. As our listeners may know, uh, my wife and the per- person that keeps me going in these things, Sabiha, is from Pakistan. We've been married for 46 years. And uh, we have four wonderful children, and we had the opportunity to visit Pakistan uh, in, de- in uh, December. Well, actually, I stayed in New York with my grandson, and the rest of the team went over to see some family in Pakistan. But while they were on the flight, uh, our daughter, Flossie, who's a magnificent creative writer, a winner of some national awards and all the rest of it, who favors us occasionally with pieces in Flying Kuipers, wrote an open letter to Cutter Airways, and I'd like to just take a moment and read it to you. Her writing is just terrific, and I hope you'll agree. Here's Flossie's letter. Dear Cutter Airways, I recently had the pleasure of flying business class from Doha to New York City during the holiday season. There's so much to commend about your Q-suites. A quick Google reveals countless flattering reviews of everything from your lie-flat seats to your capacious bathrooms. I enjoyed both of those features, the former because I love to sleep and the latter because I'm a hapless klutz and need as much elbow room as can be spared when changing into my pajamas, which you also graciously provided. But you gave me something I've never had before and now I'm hopelessly smitten. No, it's not your mute, unobtrusive overhead lighting that mimics the passage of time from day to night, although kudos on that thoughtful touch. But I have my Philips Hue lights to replicate that. No, it's not your fully stocked amenities bags or the little cubbies and footwells provided to store my things and put my feet up. No, it's not your wide and generous selection of movies and television shows. It's not even your dividers, which I would relish on nights when my husband is taking up a little too much of our bed. What I wouldn't give to throw up a Q-suite wall and secure my equal space. Hashtag N-Man spreading. No, the thing that won my heart, that had me pressing the attendant button for more, was your Karak Chai. Well, perhaps I should explain myself. My trip to Doha didn't terminate in Doha. It connected to a flight in Pakistan, where I proceeded to spend almost three weeks lusting and being denied chai. It might sound silly or simple. You might admonish me, reach a little higher, Flossie. But all I wanted in Pakistan was a delicious cup of chai. But no matter where I went, chai was metaphorically smacked out of my hands, and oh, did it burn my very soul. I was scalded by the lack. Well, let me explain myself further. For all my life, for as long as I can remember, visiting my Pakistani relatives stateside, my favorite thing has been the tea. Even when I was probably much too young for caffeine, my Pakistani relatives offered me tea. South Asians love their tea. And after my first cup, I understood why. It's black tea, evaporated milk, and a little sugar. 
but it tastes like so much more than the sum of its parts. There's something in the alchemy of those three ingredients, some heady, smoky sweetness that I'm almost certain in coming together forms an entirely new element, chai. I've tried to replicate it at home, believe me, but it never tastes the same. Maybe there exists a fourth ingredient, family. That makes it taste a certain way, but that feels overly poetic and frankly unsatisfying. I think there is a secret and elusive knowledge hidden from me. Maybe the eternal pursuit is part of it. Which brings me to chasing chai in Pakistan. Everywhere we went, my eyes saucered at the prospect of nearby chai. We took a street tour and I wallowed near the chai counter, surreptitiously taking video of the chai walla as he roiled a giant vat of creamy chestnut-colored chai over high heat. I was hypnotized by his practiced efforts, waterfalling chai from container to container and ladling it into waiting cups. I made many faces at my mother. I'm sure looking very much like Oliver Twist, but she always pressed her eyes shut and quickly, subtly shook her head by the smallest degrees in that universal gesture of absolutely not. That is so rapid, so subdued as to only be seen by one person, and but briefly. I wasn't allowed to have any chai. It didn't matter that the water was surely boiled, because what if it wasn't boiled enough? What if the milk wasn't pasteurized? What would happen to my American constitution? Uh, the only American constitution I now heartily damn if I drank this chai made from all these unknown sources in a country where I absolutely could not and should not drink the water? Well, I enjoyed it exactly twice, once in a restaurant deemed safe and once again in the home of a relative where both the source of the water and the milk was secure. Otherwise, I spent close to three weeks in Pakistan with no chai. So dear, Cutter Airways. When I boarded your flight from Doha to New York City, one of the first things I asked for was your cardamom karak chai. And then I asked for it again and again. And your flight attendants, ever obliging, didn't balk at my request and dutifully brought me chai after chai. It was the most delicious drink I've had in a while. I was determined to try the saffron karak chai as well, but after three cardamom karak chais and a slight tremor, I realized I couldn't manage it. Your business class Q-suites are lovely, truly the height of flying anywhere and as far as I can tell, but it was your humble cup of karak chai that made me the happiest. Oh, and the flight attendants making my bed. I felt like a kid again. What better praise is there? Love, Flossie. P.S. Is there a recipe? P.P.S. Do you bottle your correct chai? And if so, can you ship it to New York City? Well, thanks, Flossie. Thanks for that lovely poetry. And to you, dear listeners, thanks for listening for your time this time. Until next time, this is Jeffrey Aaron saying so long and keep them flying, air cargo. Goodbye.
Now comes Air Cargo India, taking place in Mumbai, India, February 25th, 27th. Well, for our money, the best place to be at is at stand C149, where ATC is ready to greet you with hands-on, homespun hospitality, delivered by ATC CEO Ingo Zimmer and vivacious Director of Marketing Dagmar Hanau. Just make your way to Air Cargo India and over to stand C149 for the best GSSA experience in the business and the ultimate greeting in Mumbai. And be sure to tell them Flying Talker sent you. That stand C149, where you can rest, refresh, and be treated like family at Air Cargo India. At Air Cargo India or any trade show, stop in and see ATC, where they always know your name. And you're always glad you came. Cheers.